Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. We simultaneously ahoyed that. It was a similar high. Oh my goodness, Martin! I'm sweating like a, like it's steady. Um, a man on a on a on, a, on an oven. A man on a, a building site. A man on a, a man on an oven. A man on a building site. Yes. A man on an oven on a building there site. That's how much That's I'm sweating. Why? Well, I could see the deadline ticking up, yes. and I knew I had to get my, um, you know, I knew I had to get myself in gear. Um, yes. But I've just come in. I have to set the scene for you. I'm mean, staying yeah. at a hotel called Le Mercure. Oh, yes, I've heard I like of to the think Mercure. Of it. It, they're all over the place, aren't they? Yes, it's a little bit like the the Belgian version of the Holiday Inn Express. Un travelage. Yes, yeah. Uh, unfortunately, I did complain about my room because there was, um, you know, I've got, you know, I've got those those blinds, not the ones on the window, but the ones you have on the seal on the ceiling. Oh no! You have to pull them down. So I'm What's sort of a Venetian the, blind? In the sort of hang um, down. Well, uh, uh, oh, is no. it a Velux oh, blind? Is that what it's is called? Is it made you of know, metal? Like a Velux blind that you bring down. Yeah, it's made of metal. Gosh, that's, you are very much on the continent, aren't you? I oh. am right on the continent. We only have them. We have them on news agents here. We don't really go in for them in ho- on hotel windows, do we? No. We don't really. I mean, we might occasionally. Yes, you might occasionally have a, a hook on the end of a stick that you that's see a news agent yes, pulling that yes. that sort of um, yes. that metal shield down in the morning. Why news agents? Why are they so well I know, protected? Why? I've, I've often wondered. You don't see that on a jeweller's, do you? But on a news agent, oh, better not have any of these beanos get stolen. And those beaners and um, chopper chops. Yes. Um, well, anyway, I ran in. It was like a budget scene yeah. from Day of the Jackal. You know, when oh, he's yes. assembling his telescopic yes. sight and his yes. thing on the. You know, because he wants to assassinate Giscard d'Estaing. De Gaulle. Oh, Giscard d'Estaing. Oh, I was thinking of the the old version. Who's Giscard d'Estaing? Oh, he's a singer. (laughs) Giscard de Gaulle, was it? No, it's just, I think it was just thingy de Gaulle. It was de Gaulle. Who was he he trying to... What, in the one where Charles de Gaulle, exactly. Charles de Gaulle. Charles de Gaulle. Charles de Gaulle. Charles de Gaulle. Robert Fox or whichever, Edward Fox. Who's Giscard d'Estaing? Where have I got that? Where have I got Giscard d'Estaing from? Giscard d'Estaing, I think of as I think he's like a sort of a friend of Marine Le Pen's. I might be wrong. I might be doing a terrible disservice. Okay. Well, anyway, I'm I'm running in. I'm I'm sweating. I'm trying to get the bloody microphone stuff together because, of course, what happened is they moved me from the room because I said I can't I can't sleep. I'm I'm waking up at like yes, half past three yes. in the morning because, you know, in the UK because we're of course an hour ahead here. So I said, you've got to move me. You've got to move me. So um, they've moved. I've managed to find. I didn't think it was possible. They've actually managed to find a smaller room. And uh, they've moved my things into this into this room, and uh, and unfortunately they disassembled all my audio equipment. Oh, no. You see, so I don't I don't want to ruin the illusion for the for the listeners because I know we're on a beach. I know we're on a beach, yes, and you know, on, jetty, on some sort of craft. You're on another on a That's jetty, right, surrounded by mangroves. Yes, yes, <laughs> That's right. But um, yeah, in another sort of parallel universe, yes. I'm sitting in. In Antwerp. In the Mercure Hotel in Antwerp. <laughs> on, 
on a rather piece of sh- shoddy piece of uh, audio equipment, which I've I've assembled pretty much upside down. I can tell you now. Um, right. So I'm sort of I I, I look like. Um, I couldn't get the microphone the right way up, so I looked like sort of Frank Sinatra about to record, about to record an album for Capital. Um, but yes, how oh, are <laughs> How are you? Well, I'm very, I'm very well, thank you. Yes, all all is good. Here I am at, at the Dodo, where uh, where life life ticks along. Um, now, hang on, I've just yes. got to stop you there because I, I don't mind. It's called downhill. The place you live. I don't mind you saying Dunnell, but yes. not Donal or whatever that was. Dunnell. That, that's just. Yes. Well, that's, that's too far. That's like Chumley or something like that. That's no, not all. It's just no. That's just my. That was just my curious inflection. My strange delivery. Yes. Oh, I tell you, this is exciting. Uh, Daisy and I had. Uh, we decided we would send our DNA off. We thought we'd have to find out where it was our DNA was. See where we're from, and you know. It was very exciting. Um, Daisy's came back, and she's she's a little bit Romanian. Uh, she's got quite a lot of uh, uh, different Scandinavian strains as well. It's exciting. A bit of Italian, um, um, Armenian. Oh, oh, it's a wonderful b- a melange, uh, a sort of potpourri of uh, of exciting uh, 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 ethnicities that all all uh, meet in her in a wonderful, rather beautiful confluence. Um, I got mine, and I'm from England. I, and, and, and can they narrow it down well, let, at all? Uh, England. No. Uh, there's, there's about, Herefordshire, well, probably. There were, actually, no, quite racist. A little bit of Welsh, but England. Oh, that's exciting. Can they tell you whereabouts in no, Wales? just Eng- England. England. Interesting, actually, talking about nationality. Um, I, don't know if, yeah. I don't know if you've been following this whole... Oh, now, here's a thing. I'd love to be told how to say this, this girl's name. Gal Gadot? Gal Gadot. Gal Gadot? Gal Gadot. I think she's well. She's Israeli, isn't she? She is. Right? She's very much. Yes. So I, I would say that the Americans, because you've got to think about how the always, Americans always. Parfums. It's always so funny the way they say things. I think. <laughs> it's I think so, so funny. <laughs> Basil. <laughs> Kim Kim Basinger. <laughs> They're so funny. Leonard Nimoy. <laughs> uh, yes. yes. Um, Robin Hood. Yes, he's not Robin. He's Robin Hood. He's <laughs> not Robin Hood. Well, Americans they get very. It's a very interesting thing about America, American pronunciation. Yes. It's all fine yes. until the word is foreign, and then they go absolutely nuts. They drop all their rules. Oh, yes. You know, there are certain rules of of pronunciation, aren't there? Certain certain there's certain principles that are clearly yes. at work, which are all abandoned if the word is foreign in any way. You know, for example, any any French word, yes. you know, if they were ever to pr- pronounce, um, I don't know, anything like station, where oué lagar in American American pronunciation would be oué slagar. Oh, yes, it would be. Right. It's very over overemphasized, like Edinburgh. Yes, Edinburgh, that's right. Um, I was once stopped in Edinburgh, um, and someone asked me where the Balmoral Hotel was. Perfect. You the Balmoral. Yes, Where is the Balmoral? Actually, Balmoral is rather, rather a nice way of saying it. Yes, it's sort of nice. Yes. They say, um, where we talk about a bombardier, you know, it was a rank in, I mean, in, I guess about 100 years ago, if you were in charge of hurling bombs, I suppose, you were a bombardier, like a grenadier in charge of, once upon a time, hurling grenades. But bombardier, <laughs> they say bombardier. 
Bombardier. Bombardier. Bombardier. I mean, I quite like it. I quite like it as a as a as a, as a new way of saying something. Partly because it's hilarious, Robin Hood, but also <laughs> just Bombardier. Bombardier. Yes. I mean, why they? I presume I don't. Maybe they say Grenadier instead of Grenadier. I don't know. Anyway, anyway, so back we go to Gal Gadot. I've, I'm going to sit with Gal Gadot. Well, I'm Gal, Gal, go Gal Gadot, and it's a good, um, and it's a good uh, hyperforeignism here in Gal Gadot because I think they're going to call her Gal Gadot. Gadot. Oh yes, exactly. They're they gonna, would. They're gonna, oh, they would. They would. Gal Gadot. They're going to go around every chicane <sighs> possible. Yes. Very careful. They're going to call her Gal Gadot. Gal Gadot. Yes. Yes. Yeah. That's exactly what they're going to call her. She, um, I don't know if you have been following, has been cast as Cleopatra in a, in a new film about Cleopatra. And for reasons that I don't really understand, I mean, I understand the reasons, but I don't, I don't understand, it doesn't, it doesn't really strike me as that valid to my rather blinkered way of thinking, admittedly. But, you know, I don't really understand what yeah. the fuss is about. But she, she is an Israeli, and she's been cast as a Ptolemaic, Egyptian queen and this has upset lots of people who literally wouldn't have given a monkeys about this any more than about four years ago but now that it's been it's sort of been accepted as a kind of totally bogus code by which everything now has to be only only you know, you are, you can only really exist in one single dimension, and that's the dimension in which you are born and which your lived experience is. You cannot you cannot imagine other things. You cannot act other things. You you merely have to be the very thing you are. So in my case, I can only play King Edward Potatoes from 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 England. Well, I mean, yes, I mean it's it's interesting, isn't it? I know that I know the uh, the discussion, yes, which yes. is that she's not Egyptian. She's not Egyptian, so she can't play play an Egyptian. I was I was get personally. I always need to just make it clear that there's there's the Ptolemaic dynasty, isn't there? And of course, yes. there's Ptolemy, yes. the astronomer, and they're two very different people. So Ptolemy the Ptolemy the Egyptian astronomer, I believe, comes at a very different time to the Ptolemaic, Ptolemaic dynasty, dynasty of, of pharaohs. Um, yes, they were also Greek the, as well. The I Ptolemaic think, dynasty yes. are Greek, yes. aren't they, essentially? Yes. yes. <laughs> <laughs> um, so the argument doesn't really, I suppose, hold up. No, but for f- um, even sort of from that point of view. But even if, it, even if the argument did hold up, even if, yes. for argument's sake, Cleopatra was Egyptian and Gal Gadot... Nice. Was cast to to play yes. her. Would that make the objection any more valid? I don't, no, I don't know. I, don't think, it, I think it's a problem. There is a problem, a problem here, She's which Israeli. is that, <laughs> and that is that is a problem because obviously Israel, in the eyes of of a great many people, are are, are the are the great troublemakers of the moment, and it adds a, another. And I have still think totally bogus, but a, another. Extra layer of validity to to the argument, I suppose. To people who object, I think it's worse than that. I think people don't even realise she's Israeli. I, don't, I, th- I honestly think it's this basic: is people think that she's a light skinned woman and she shouldn't be playing a dark skinned woman, uh, irrespective of the fact that Cleopatra mm. was Macedonian, <laughs> um, right? Not North African, not, not North, North African, African per se. Yes, it, it's kind of interesting. I don't yes. think people know. I don't think the genuine in the debate. I don't think it's known. I think all this is the problem. All subtlety is completely removed. So the subtleties of Gal Gadot being Israeli, the subtleties of the Ptolemaic dynasty 
being of Macedonian, Macedonian descent. Yes. Um, it's a, it, it th- those those don't really really go don't to look really, in. No, but no. let me just put the other yes, side of the do, argument, though, yes, which is equally difficult. I lament greatly the absence of working class artists within culture. You see, I think yes. there has been, and I think this is you're going to wonder why I've started there, but promise you, I no, can, I can I see, can I can this see this. Tank, might, I can this turn this tanker oh, around. Of if anyone can, Craig, you can. Now, in in the sixties. Yes. There was a great deal of, um, you know, there was a great, really that upwelling of creativity was really about working class artists finding their feet within photography, within pop, um, pop painting, music as within well. Let us pop music, that. within acting. And suddenly you had this, you know, the sort of floodgates opened and this extraordinary talent, this extraordinary yes, working yes, class talent. Yes was tapped brilliantly. And then, of course, something started to happen, which was the arts, which I don't think up to that point had uh, ever particularly paid very well. You know, it started, the creative arts actually started to generate income. You know, there's uh, money to be made. And I think what has happened is that a hierarchy has kind of asserted itself which makes it very, very difficult, in particular for working class artists, to find their way into the arts. Yeah. So it's a kind of, you know, you do have this problem from time to time when anything becomes, you know, successful, commercially successful, or successful in any respect, a hierarchy will assert itself. And the aim of the hierarchy is really to make it easier for people who are higher up in the hierarchy to get on with the things that they do for a, a, you know, a daily crust than it would otherwise be. And I think where we've got to, I think if you look at the arts now, it's not as diverse as it should be. And we are missing out on the talents of so many people. Our creative life would be much the richer if we dismantled that hierarchy and again found a way to get the most talented people into the best jobs within the art. I'm only talking about the arts at the moment, but I guess it applies for every other area. And I think there is a frustration. You know, I think the frustration is that the access is not there. You know, the access is not there. So I can can see see both sides of the argument. And I think both sides of the argument have validity. On the other hand, we don't want to be telling people that they can only play whatever it is that they are. That's not acting on No, either. it's not. I mean, I think that's the, that it reduces to something pathetic that way. Similarly, there's been something of a who and a har about... Uh, Dawn French has been uh, speaking about this as well uh, because she, she has committed the great crime of including characters, characters that I think that, that she loves and treats with great affection in her, in her new book, uh, but they come from a variety of different ethnic backgrounds. And that, uh, that has been seized upon as if somehow a, a line has been crossed here, which again is a rather dismal thought, isn't it? Yes, I mean, I think what we want is some sort of... We want to break, a, break the hierarchy, don't we? We want more equality. And I think yes. in that context, Dawn French is... Not the enemy. I don't think she but, is, um, no. I don't think she's the enemy. But, you know, I, I can understand. I feel frustrated myself. I mean, there's, not, there's no clear solution to this. On the one hand, you sort of, you, you sort of feel that, for example, if, if my left foot was being released now, yes. Daniel Day-Lewis would get an absolute fucking hiding. You're absolutely right. He oh, absolute He'd get such a hiding, hiding. that he would... Do you know, he'd get such a thorough shoeing that after it, he might 
almost be qualified to play the uh, the, the chat. <laughs> I, mean, would... I mean, can you imagine? Can you imagine making my left foot well, no. now? Now, I think. In some respects, that would be that would be a shame. Here's the thing: it is not a zero sum game. Oh, yeah. The idea of a zero sum game is, as of course, zero sum in that you somebody has to somebody lose has and somebody to win. Yes, has exactly. to win. It's yes. so there's, a, there's, a the quality, there's a finite amount. There's a finite so the, currency. There's a finite, you know, number. Exactly. Yes, exactly. Yeah. So the fallacy here is that it is an either or, and it is not an either or. We don't either have to have Daniel Day Lewis in my left foot, or someone who is genuinely paraplegic playing a paraplegic part. We don't have, it doesn't have to be one or the other. It can be both and should be both. That's my point. I'm going to dive in and say, but, but and actually, I mean, the genuine upshot of this would be that no one will make these stories. I mean, they're just not going to be made. Well, that's the other, that's the practical consideration, isn't it? I mean, if you're ever, if you're ever trying to make a film, obviously, I've never made a film. I'm quite clearly a journalist. Everything I, I say and do... It speaks to the fact that I'm a journalist, but I do imagine if you ever did make a film that it's not that easy. Um, and, uh, you know, it's like, it is like rolling, not even a, oh, it's not even, it's not even a cannonball up a hill. It's like rolling a, oh, I don't know, a bucket of chicken shit and feathers up a hill, isn't it? I mean, it's absolutely yes. impossible. Yes. It's like herding hedgehogs. Yes. I mean, it's, it's impossible. It's impossible to get a film made. It's very interesting. I love the way you do that. You, you, you're so good at imagining there, Craig, that you, you almost take on the persona of, of an actor. Brilliant. <laughs> yes, yes. I mean, it's, it's impossible. It's impossible to get a film made. And imagine the relief when they finally thought, oh, Cleopatra, brilliant. We've got Gal Gadot. Oh. She's going to play the part. She's financeable of the three actors that are financeable to, to, to make any given film or any given story. Oh, we've got yes. Gal Gadot. We go. We're a go. And, and, you know, and, there, and then the, fil- you know, the film can then be financed and the film can be made. Yes. With even the real Cleopatra in the part, you probably couldn't get the film financed. That's a very good point. Very good point you make there, Craig. Very good. We almost, got to, we almost got to the end of a discussion there. We did almost, yes. <laughs> almost like we've really, wow, yes. Enjoying Time Ghost? Why not check out Hattrick's new horror comedy sketch show? Sarah, Sarah, wake up. There's someone outside a window. Shh, listen, what's that noise? Sorry, did we wake you up? I told you we shouldn't do our promo at 3am. You've got to catch people while their defences are down. Anyway. Hi, I'm Zoe. And uh, I'm Charlie. And I know you don't want to hear this right now, but we've made a podcast. It's called Seance Cast. It's the middle of the night. Actually, 3am is probably the perfect time to listen to it. Yeah, because it's very spooky and creepy. You know, kind of like us standing outside your window all night. But it's funny too. Depending on what you find funny. Yeah. If you find funny things funny, you're going to love this. Also, if you find horrible things funny, there's something for everyone. All right, we've done the tantalising intro. Now for the concept pitch. Charlie, don't explain how the marketing works. Every episode, we hold a seance in a new location. We're talking swimming pools, changing rooms, and even my high school. Chilling stuff. We use our Ouija board to record conversations from the beyond. They're sketches. It's a sketch show. You can dress a dog up for Halloween, but ultimately, it's still a dog. Except 
Now it's angry. The cast is amazing. You've got me. And me. But also Kyle Smith-Bino, Amy Gledhill, Marley-Anne Reese, Namisha Dedra, Alison Thea-Scott, Catherine Bond, Toussaint Douglas and Jen Ives. There's 10 episodes released weekly from the 30th of October. Seance Cast is available wherever you get your podcasts. Or via a Ouija board. Right, I can't listen to any more of this. All right then, we'll let you get back to sleep. You are going to subscribe, aren't you? Science Cast, coming soon. Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two year contracts, they said, What the f are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass? So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Can I hear a dog bark? Is that like a dog? I don't know. Um, Ich has taken to bringing some dogs with him. I, I'm not entirely sure, but I think he's, uh, I think he's doing a sort of dog walking thing on the side to fund his blacksmithery course. So he turns up with, ah, right, oh, I yeah. don't know, usually six or seven dogs on strings, and he just he walks them. It looks like some sort of, like like a, like a fellow selling balloons, but only only it's dogs. Yes, it's a slippery slope that is dog walking. I mean, never. That's worse than heroin. If you get into that, you can never get out again. Yes. Uh, because the problem is, you know, dog walking is, it pays an absolute sodding fortune. <gasps> I mean, it really is. Really? It's like printing really? money. Yeah. Well, you imagine, you know, you've got, um, you know, you can have as many dogs as you like. You 20 dogs. <gasps> Their owners are paying, you know, what, you know, 20 quid an hour. Yes. I mean, you can, you can walk 20 dogs an hour. Eight hours a day. You, you, you're literally swimming in cash. And the problem is, if you ever start dog walking, and this is a warning to anyone thinking about dog to walking, this, yes. Everyone thinking, even thinking about yes. dog walking, really, really consider very, very carefully how you're going to get out again. <gasps> because you, you, you're never going to have to work. All you have to do is walk in the countryside with dogs or in a park with dogs. It's very hard once you've been a dog walker to go back, go back to civilian... Of course. Go back to every civilian hour, Every hour's got a price on it. You're thinking, well, I, I could be earning several fowl. I could be, I could be netting <laughs> several fowl now if I had a few dogs. You know, 20 dogs yeah. running behind me on strings. And my maths isn't very good, so I'm, I can't really work out what 20 times 20 is. But uh, it's a lot. It's a lot. It would be, to combine it with balloon selling, would yes. be the ultimate sort of visual spectacle. Spectacle, yes, absolutely. Really? You've got a bunch of dogs on one hand and a bunch of balloons on the other. That'd be rather, rather attractive, especially <laughs> if all the dogs were different, different colours. <laughs> I don't know if you've seen, but uh, the, the new adaptation of... Du Maurier's Rebecca has just come out. 
Starring the, the beautiful Lily James. Oh, yeah. yes. Lily, Lily James. James, yes. Yes, she's been making the headlines um, for all sorts of... Yes, do we think <laughs> that was... Uh, one of the things I hadn't appreciated from the, the scoop of uh, Dominic West seen in a sort of... in a rather lovey-dovey clinch with Lily James in a, in a restaurant... You know, he was going up, sort of kissing her, I think, on the neck with, a, sort of, with his hand up on her head, when, you know, in a way that looked incredibly affectionate. What I had not appreciated was there was actually another person having, having lunch with them there. There was not just a deux, but it was framed in such a well, way. Well, the whole thing, yes, I mean, it doesn't seem, it doesn't seem terribly likely, does it? Um, I mean, either, either the man has balls of steel... Yes. ..or... There was nothing going on because to pose with his wife as he did, yes. I mean, honestly, looking like his numbers had come up in the national lottery. I mean, he's just sort of I just don't understand how you would do yes. that if there was anything going on. It made much more sense to me that there was about 70, 17 other people there. And, the, and um, yeah, the, the, he'd rather get done for kissing Lily Allen on the neck than for... You know, meeting hey, up with more not, than six oh, men, I, cast members. Not, not Lily Allen, but Lily James. Lily, oh, Lily James. James. Yes, Did I say yes, Lily not Allen? Lily, I wasn't. And that's, yes. a, that's a photo I would like to I see. I imagine Dominic she would West probably she kissing would Lily Allen. Smack him one, I should think, right between the eyes. Um, yes, it's been an interesting one. And I, uh, it, I don't think it will have done any harm to the publicity drive ahead of the release of Rebecca, which, of course, I haven't seen. I don't really intend to, but it won't stop me talking about it. I've never read Rebecca, by the way, but I do know it is supposed oh, to be it's a, perhaps it's the greatest, one of the, the greatest work. novels. Whoa, one of the great, great works of uh, early 20th century. Can I ask yes. a very dark yes. question? What is it about? It is I mean, about... I, I haven't read it either, but I think didn't last night I dreamt I went to Mandalay. Is it Mandalay? I can't remember some of that. Or is that the song by Bob Hope? Is it a Bob Hope Bing Crosby film? I I confuse the two. <laughs> We're on the road to Mandalay. Is that right? I can't remember. Anyway, just she's the second Mrs. Is it Danvers? I might have made again. I'm not entirely sure. This is probably about five different yeah. books. Um, that are nothing to do with Rebecca. But I think, yeah, I think she uh, she moves in as the second Mrs. Danvers, maybe. And I think there's a housekeeper yeah. who's a right old piece of work. Gives her a terrible time, I think. And she moves in as the second wife of uh, of this rather stiff old Edwardian fellow. And um, yeah. things happen. <laughs> And uh, I can't remember. <laughs> and then it all goes a little bit Jane Eyre. I can't remember. Or something like Old Wuthering Heights. Do, is there a fire? Maybe there's a fire. Yeah, let's say there's a fire. Or is it a little bit Great Expectations? I, I've, all these things go... I can't remember. Is there someone called Mrs Faversham? <laughs> That's right. Rebecca turns up to the house and everybody is... Enthralled to the first Mrs. Whatever the hell she yes. was called, I can't remember what she was called. Anyway, um, she, she okay. oh, I can't remember what they were called. Anyway, and uh, she died. Yeah. I think I think she died in a in a in a boating accident. In a fire, or maybe or a fire. Uh, no. I can't remember. Anyway, so she arrives, and <laughs> I think everyone sort of undermines her, and it's all terrible. And are they beastly to her? I think they are. Is that what they do? Oh, I don't remember. It's all it's all awful. It's terrible. But then it it ends, comes to an end, and it's all fine. I think. 
Hang on. I think you sort of saved me a lot of time there with that sort of pinpoint accurate summation of the plot. So I think this should be a regular thing on Time Ghost. Yes. You know, Martin Bain Jones gives Explains. a sort of accurate, oh, yes. a ruthlessly accurate oh. summation yes. York notes. of the plot of various classics. York notes, yeah. watch your back. Here comes Bain Jones. <laughs> I don't know. I don't. I must. I must. I should read it. What else? What else? Have you been... uh, What else has been floating your cultural boat, Craig? Well, I'm very, very much looking forward to Matthew McConaughey's um, autobiography, which was... uh was very much in the news this week. Yes. Um, So Matthew McConaughey, of course, is the the sort of Texan, I'm going to say. I'm assuming Texan. Yes, I think he is. I think he is Texan. Um, He's an interesting fellow. But but he's somebody who made a very conscious effort to transform himself into something in the Daniel Day-Lewis vein of actor, in fact. Having been the romantic lead in any number of, you know, the sort of films you... I mean, sort of films I watch on a... On, a, on an aeroplane and uh, get very caught up in, usually usually shed a few tears at the end. Yes, well, it's very interesting, this trajectory, isn't it? Because, um, yeah, Matthew McConaughey was, was basically a sort of your go-to guy for rom-coms, yes. wasn't I mean, he? For um, years. Yes, I, mean, years. I can count the number of forgettable films he, he did with people like Jennifer Anderson, I think, on, on all fingers and toes. They were legion. Yeah, yes. They were legion. And, uh, and then, of course, it was... Dallas Buyers Club. That was the one, yes. Where he lost an extraordinary amount of and then, weight. But put on an enormous hat. And put on an enormous yes. hat. To, and then won an Oscar, I think. That's Is exactly that right? what he did. Actually, That's what he did. Certainly what my memory tells me. Now, you see, most people then would think, OK, I've struck gold here. I'm going to do lots of those sort of very worthy parts. I, I, I know what people want now. They want me to sort of yes. transform lose weight. myself. Be wary. They want me to lose weight. They want me to look really sick and mm. ill. And, uh, and I will literally sweep the gongs from now until the time I, I decide that I would rather be, you know, a spokesperson for the UN. But does that, is that what Matthew, no, no, that's not what he does. He sort of goes back to being Matthew McConaughey, just more successfully. Yes. I mean, I I do find this really, it's kind of really interesting because he's now, I think, sort of doing the same parts that he always did before, right? Yes. Yes. Kind of the same sort of stuff that he did before, but just at a much, a kind of the highest level. At a much higher fee. That you could possibly do yes, it, yeah, at a much, much higher fee. fee. Well, it's sort of very interesting, and he's written this autobiography, which sounds absolutely fantastic. It's called Green Light, or certainly yes, Green Light yes, in the in the yes. title. And basically, he's written it. Unlike most Hollywood A-listers, I think we need a new category for Matthew McConaughey. He's sort of an A. He's up there, sort of an A. Joaquin Phoenix yeah. and uh, Daniel Day yeah. Lewis, and that's yeah. and Christian Bale. That's them, basically. It's just he that's is. them. He's numin. He's numinous. Yeah, numinous. And he needs a new category. But he's written this book all by himself. He's written his autobiography, and apparently, it is ruthlessly honest. Oh, I can't wait! I cannot wait. And it looks absolutely read. fantastic. So there's a brilliant bit in it where he describes his mother attempting to kill his father. Oh, that's right. Yes, I think it's in the yes. kitchen. Yes. Yes, and, it's and every time done. they they very really, nearly kill each other, and then they stop and have really quite passionate sex. I think on the floor quite of the passionate kitchen. sex while he's there. Yeah, with sort and of sort blood of and things away. all over the floor. Yes, yeah. yes. 
And that's blood from the fight. Away. Yes. Yeah. Extraordinary. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, that, that's his sort of opener. Yeah, so, as an opening gambit. I, mean, I, I think we can like, only... That's just the pre-titles. Yeah. I think it's out imminently. Oh, well, I, I very much look forward to seeing that. I think that but be, I should be treating yes, myself yes. to a, a copy of that. Yes, I shan't read it, but I, I should like to have it. No, I'm not no. going to read it. But I'm going to put it with the other autobiographies in my yes. uh, my library shelf yes. at home. Next to the one about Michael Palin, which I probably will never yes. read either, but it just looks very good it on the shelf. It does look nice, yes. I, I like the look of that one as well. Yes, I've got one. I've got a biography of J.S. Bach as well. That's, that's, that's literally never <laughs> going to be so much as open. <laughs> Well, I fear we've we've we've, we've oh. chewed all the meat off every single part of this bone. There's a little bit of gristle left, but I think we can leave that. Clark, I think it's cartilage. Is it? Is that what um, it is? So it's a bit yes. of cartilage. Well, yes. there we are. I don't. I don't. Well, that's not going to help man or beast. I wouldn't have thought culturally speaking. So, um, I think it is time to say a fond d'ahoy. Do you know what, Martin? I'm going to slip into this deep sea diving suit and wade slowly into oh, the shallows, yes. and then just keep just keep going. going. Sort of oh, oh, like that, oh. sort of off into the yes. Goodbye, 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 I feel like Jules Verne. Off you go, Dahoy. Just my glove there, waving. Oh, sorry, I can see. Yeah, and and your voice, strangely, thrown above the water. Yes. Oh. Well, perhaps I'm, perhaps you're imagining what I'm saying. Oh, that's probably how it is. Yeah. Yeah. yeah so I wouldn't, I wouldn't want to drop out a character. Time Ghost was written and created by Alexander Armstrong and Ben Miller. It was produced by Claire Broughton and Andy Goddard. This was a Hattrick podcast. 